Hello everyone, this is The Judgment Edit and you've made it to part two of the Kentucky Snowplow with Demelza Leonard. Am I the arsehole for telling my extended family how many men, roughly, my sister has slept with after she outed our youngest brother as a virgin? We had a family dinner this evening. My family has four kids in total. Me, my eldest sister, 29 female, my younger sister, 24 female, and our youngest brother, 22 male. Our extended family attended our family dinner, so all of our significant others, our cousins, aunts and uncles, etc. During the dinner, my eldest sister and youngest brother got into a mild disagreement. My sister seemed, at least to me, to be coming across as very aggressive out of frustration and losing said argument. The two of them were too absorbed in their argument to realise that the rest of us were getting a bit fed up. Eventually, my sister got really fed up and said, shut up, I'm not going to argue with a 22-year-old virgin. My brother hadn't done any personal attacks up until that point, and it was completely unprovoked. I think it might have been the alcohol, as my sister is a mean drunk. Anyway, I immediately told my sister to grow up and that she was making an embarrassment of herself. She replied by saying, everyone knows he's a virgin, and she didn't say anything wrong. This annoyed me as my brother definitely has confidence issues and doesn't need to be made fun of like this. So I responded by saying how she slept with well over a hundred men while she was in college, and that since everyone in my family knows this, it's not a big deal, right? Turns out her husband didn't know this amazingly. I genuinely assumed he must have known. He left the party, angrily saying that my sister misled him about her past. The family is now blaming me for their marital problems. I refuse to accept that I did anything wrong. My sister bullied my brother in front of everyone. All I did was give her a taste of her own medicine. Mm. <laughs> That's, um... Mm. That is a family that doesn't understand slut-shaming at all. Um, and I think more so that is a husband that needs to get over himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Like, you know what? We've all got our pasts. Like, if she chooses to tell you, great. If she doesn't, you love her for what you knew about her. If she said that she's only been with two guys and then you find out there's a hundred, okay. Yeah, maybe an outright lie. Like I could that. be very upset about that an you, outright lie. You, you Not might, that I would have cared yeah. Either way, but yeah. don't lie to me. But I think, I think yes, I can understand the sister was going in to protect the younger brother, and he does have confidence issues. Do I think there was a better way to go about it? Totally. Do I think she was trying to prove a less, like prove a point in a lesson? Yeah, I do. But that's something you didn't have to do publicly. You could yeah. pull pull her aside and say, "Hey, just an FYI, we're not all like you." And two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. Just because she went in on him, which was not okay yeah. in a public forum for whatever reason, doesn't mean that you can then do the same and thing and try and be like, but she did it. That's that's that, just not how we work as adults. Because then she's also interjected herself into a situation that really originally had nothing to do with her and she's now made the situation even worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, now it's become a thing that's not just about the two of them. Mm. There's a whole marital breakdown thing, which then, you know, the side effects of this are just going to 
grow and grow and grow yeah. and grow it. And it's like, was that really all worth it for what was, yes, a very main comment? Yeah. And and some sort of payback, but... Was that really... Did, is this what you, you yeah. know, hoped would happen? And I think if she really looks at it, no, it was probably not what she hoped would happen. And although yeah. it's not directly her fault... It is because she made a silly decision to rile up as well. I think she probably, as much as she's like, I think it was the alcohol, she's a mean drunk, she probably needs to look at maybe if herself had had a glass or two of wine as well and thought, exactly. well, that was really mean, let me show you. Yeah. She, there's no looking at her part in this and at all. And the fact that she's, I, I stand by what I did, Yeah. that to me sounds like, you and your sister have some underlying issues on top of that. 100%. And you used that as an opportunity for you to put your two cents in. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with something so personal exactly. for both of them. And, you know, the I understand wanting to protect the little brother, but does the little brother feel at all better because of what she did? Yeah. I highly doubt it. No. You know, protecting the little brother would have been shutting that conversation down immediately, yeah. looking after him after the fact, you know, giving him a little yeah. bit of a pet talk or whatever he needed and telling her that was really inappropriate and yeah. I'm not okay with it. And if and give him that confidence boost. Do a Google search. Find out who else was like a virgin at 22 and say, look, look at all these famous people. Look at Because there are people who are virgins at 22. It's not – It's. I, I think it, it shouldn't matter what your sexual life is – and that should never, ever be a dig at someone in the first place. No, like, on either extreme. Exactly. It really, really shouldn't. And, you know, neither bringing all of this up and dredging it up in front of everyone, it didn't solve any problem no. at all. No. I think when people do things like that, I think she just feels really good that she got her dig in that I think has been – I feel like yeah. it's been sitting under the surface – for a long time, that I think in this situation, everyone write. except the little brother sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The husband for making a huge deal about it. I mean, even if something like that came out and my husband was pissed at me or something like that, I would really hope that he would wait until we got home to yeah. have an argument about it. So, you yeah. know, I think all of them maybe need a little bit of a lesson in decorum and being a grown up and waiting a minute to yes. exploit at someone. Welcome to maturity. <laughs> It's not always easy, but, you know, everyone needs to get there. Thanksgiving will be amazing, clearly, at their house next week. Yeah, I really wish that I could attend that next family dinner. Fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, a friend who's got so many brothers and sisters, so there's always kind of something going on, and we're really, really close friends. And um, I love going to the family things because there's never anything, there's never any drama in my family. It's really boring. <laughs> Whereas I know your sister. So yeah. <laughs> if we have an issue with each other, we just kind of step back for a little <laughs> while. Our family is not the type to like be like, let's talk this through or anything like that. We're like, let's just shove this right yeah. down and move on for the sake of the family. Um, whereas they'll let each other know and they're so much closer for it. Yeah. Like, I think it's wonderful. They're all really, really close and that sort of thing. And I just love going to their family and pretending to, like family do and pretending to be a part of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my family. <laughs> it's not, but this is so much fun to pretend. And oh my goodness. 
Have you always wanted to be the trendsetter that got your friends and family onto the next upcoming thing? This is your chance. Make sure you share this with your friends and family across all your social media platforms. And if you're able to, please, please, please rate it five stars wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us. All right, our final segment is, of course, the wonderful thing where we ask a question. What is the stupidest thing that you've done just to show that you could? Um, Unfortunately, I have a few of these, but the first one that came to mind when I read this question, um, I almost thought about just thinking of another one, but why not go and expose myself? I was about 19 years old, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, always a good start. And I had been drinking. Also and a I, very good start. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to clarify, I grew up in a place called Bunbury, which is two hours south of our already very small capital city and is renowned for having nothing to do. <laughs> Um, it now has a very serious problem with drugs, no surprise. So back then it was like drinking is it. Mm. And even if you found something else to do, it was, why don't we do that and drink? (laughs) Everything was with the side of drinking. So I just want to give that little clarity because it does not help to make me sound better in this at all. But, um, so we'd been drinking. It was classic Australian sitting around outside a glass back table, Mm -hmm. having a chat and somehow it got onto the subject of pepper and how horrific that would be to snort. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, I think it would be, like, uncomfortable, but not that bad. Yeah. And we got into a serious back and forth about this. And the only way for me to win said argument, and I like to win <laughs> all arguments. Yeah. Um, was to snort the pepper to prove that it would be uncomfortable, but not that bad. good lord. Yeah. So I did. I lost the argument and it was fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) It hurt so much. Never, ever, 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 ever. Anyone listening, I'm sure you don't need to be able to be told this because you are much smarter than I was at 19, but do not snort pepper. But there's a not comfortable. This kind of makes it – there's a few things when you're in that state of mind or inebriated state of mind that I think we need to somehow just try and turn into a core mem- memory. Don't snort pepper. Don't do suicide shots. And put your limit of gains or dares to trying to eat wheat bix dry. <laughs> yeah. Because – no good is going to come. I learned a very valuable lesson that day. <laughs> Absolutely. At least, you know, there's a lot of worse things that I could have been snorting, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. And I learned my lesson Look, with pepper. Pepper was probably the vanilla so, of, of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it definitely, I wouldn't advise it, but, you know, if you're like me and you need to learn lessons the really hard way, sure. Yeah. Why not? I think... You know what? If we're going to go down the alcoholic route, let's let's do it. <laughs> so I have a tendency where I will pace myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I pace myself, uh, the more I'm left behind. And then I try to catch up. Oh, and everyone piles Very on about how far three. behind you are. Like, oh, you're in drink yeah. like three where we're all on drink six. Yeah. Catch up, catch up, catch exactly. up. Exactly. Um, there was a situation this past weekend for my birthday. And just to let people know, I am 
over the hill, as some people term. Uh, I don't look it, but I am. Um, I'm not going into that story because I have just remembered one uh, that is probably far worse than, uh, Okay, I'm excited for this. carried out of a bar um, at the age of 41. Uh, so I would have been in my, I think I would have been about 23 at the time. Mm-hmm. I was part of a youth radio station here in WA that used to play a lot of very cool hip hop and dance music. And we had a staff party where it was open bar for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I had some friends who lined up, I think there were nine orange and vodkas there waiting for me. I just want to interrupt this for one second for people. I know that we have a lot of listeners from outside of Australia. Yeah. And I need to tell you a phenomenon that in Australia, we attack an open bar very differently to people in other countries. <laughs> I have noticed people in other countries are like, oh, how nice they've put on an open bar. What a lovely thing for them to do. Australians, we're like, oh, we're going to fuck up this, this open is, bar this is a challenge this is our chance <laughs> to bankrupt this venue how much can we drink it's like the all you can eat buffets at kfc back in the day yes which they removed because yes. people did see Australians that as could not be trusted challenge. no we cannot be trusted same not, with the pizza hut buffet like, exactly no we cannot be trusted with anything no. we don't have buffets here very often because we cannot no, be trusted they're, they're with reserved anything. for weddings where you're expected to behave and eat one plate or two plates and that's about it yeah but yeah so we had this open bar and I didn't even do the ordering these were friends who had lined of course this there's always the, that friend what made it and the even, rest of us pay for it that's it and what made it even funnier was that it was karaoke that night <laughs> so at you first, should never combine an open bar with karaoke <laughs> no well at first like I I have a bit of a singing background so I went on stage I sang a song everyone's like oh my god you can sing like that was like you know secret had been revealed yeah then I had probably six of the nine vodkas now bearing in mind this was within an hour and a half I went back up on stage and decided I at this stage crazy in love had come out so we're going back 2003 uh I thought I was Beyonce so I mimicked mimicked and air quotes the video clip complete with rolling around (laughs) like she did my boyfriend at the time had rocked up, seen my situation, took me home, didn't even finish the rest of my drinks, don't know who I said bye to that <laughs> night, went home, apparently tried to have a conversation with my mother to prove to her I was not drunk. <laughs> so bearing in mind, this is now 8 o'clock at night, went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I fell down on a very big thick platform shoe heel <gasps> ow and i broke my nose ow i and and i'm on the floor thinking i'm a, i crawl back into bed and my family my mum and my sister are standing there yelling at me to get up and i'm like why like why it's not daytime like i'm asleep like it, no, and I woke up in the morning and my whole bridge of my nose was broken. Um, I couldn't do much with it. <laughs> Thankfully, it had broken, but nothing had shifted. Right, so it didn't even need to be so reset. So it didn't need to be reset. It was just, it was 
the fractured line right across the bridge of my nose. You've done well because you can't tell you that you've had a broken nose that I've at had all. A broken nose. Um, and it took a very long time, but like blowing my nose if I had a cold was Ooh. horrendous. Um, I think it took almost six months for me to actually feel somewhat normal with my nose. Wouldn't surprise me if that is now why I suffer with really bad sinusitis these days. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it was horrendous. And it was all because... I thought I could keep up with everyone and I accepted that challenge. And I think from that standpoint... I think part a big part of it wasn't that you thought you could keep up with everyone. It's that you thought you could prove you weren't drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think that, that might have been your downfall. Did you admit that you're drunk? Everybody helps you. Someone this... takes off your platform shoes when you climb into bed. I actually have this <laughs> saying where my friends... They think it's hilarious, but it's their way of checking in on my level of um, sobriety. <laughs> and it is, Demelza, can you touch your nose? And I will <laughs> I will say, yes, I can still touch my nose. And as long as I can stay, I can still touch my nose, but I can still feel my nose. And that's the difference. Like, I think I say, oh, I, but I can touch my nose, but it's actually, I can feel it still. As soon as I lose sensation and everything's numb, that's when I know. <laughs> that we've hit that point um and that is that so is my, that's fantastic like, i've had enough when i literally can't feel my face like then i should slow down it's like can you imagine if like and by no means will i ever drive drunk but if a cop pulled me over for whatever reason and people have to walk lines i'd be yeah. like but i can still touch <laughs> Field sobriety yeah, test. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can still touch my nose. I know on during my situation on Friday night, I was telling I misjudged nose and kept saying toes. So <laughs> that should have been a warning to everyone instead of handing me a happy birthday tequila shot and just making the situation worse. But I think from that aspect, yeah. I think the lesson I mean, that we can take away from this things get done with alcohol. I think the lesson that we can take away from this is that um, you should stop trying to pace yourself. That seems to be a downfall. Yeah. Just go hard yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. And then no one will force you to overcorrect. No, no. <laughs> and give, give, you know, realize, give yourself two hours and then get out of there. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. because your peer pressure is just going to kick in and you're, you're screwed after that. <laughs> Okay, we have an interesting one here from Universal Polymath that says, My partner was a heavy smoker, and at the time, I'd never touched a cigarette. I would subtly, and sometimes not so subtly, but always lovingly, urge her to quit. She told me I had no idea how hard it was. I decided to take up smoking for a month and then quit just to show her I could do it. That was ten years ago. I'm on a pack a day. She no longer smokes. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a stupid thing to do. (laughs) Everyone, it's so well known that quitting smoking is horrifically hard. I've done it so many times in my life and it's only the last time I quit that it's finally stuck. But it is really, really hard. Do you know what? And, And I'm probably one of those very rare people where... Alcohol is the only thing I've ever tried. I've, I've never experimented. I've never tried cigarettes. I've never tried drugs. I did attempt to try a cigarette in uni and I had a friend 
come running from the <laughs> other side of the courtyard because I was angry. Like my boyfriend had broken up with me. I was heartbroken. I knew he was at another party getting with another girl because he had, side note, he had a best friend who was trying to hook up with me after we broke up <laughs> and the best friend was messaging me everything that was going on There's at this party. Go actually that their bros are such bros, but as any girl that's ever broken up with a boy can tell you, your bros are not as close as you think they are. If they are not ride or die. For... They will dob on you. They will try and get straight in on what you've just left. There's no broken. The, there is not. They are like they're like, oh no, you know, our bros, we die for each other with this, with that, with you know, There's bros no, before hoes. Like, no, absolutely I mean, we've, we've not. Fully, that does not exist. We're fully digressed, but like, I mean, this guy was trying to hold my hand under a table in front of my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But but anyway, like I I feel like if I've gone to have this and she's come and be like, she's like, no, do not put that into your mouth. It is pollution. Like she went off at me for it. And she has then turned into a smoker. <laughs> and she would like literally within a few months, she's there smoking every, after every uni class. She's outside in the, <laughs> in the smoker's garden, we used to call it. And she was there like puffing away. And, and I was like, what happened to the person? So for me, I've never actually put myself in that situation. But I also think if I was put into that situation, I I feel like I have a very addictive personality mm-hmm. and I would get addicted very quickly. Um, my dad was a massive, almost a chain smoker. So, mm-hmm. you know, he quit cold turkey when we were little because I, I ended up with asthma and I think he kind of felt that he might have had might have contributed contributed to it, um, and he went cold turkey and and that was that was done like he never picked up a cigarette smoke ever again um, a cigarette rather ever again but mm-hmm. he was like that was the like for me I've never been in that particular situation but I think if you are trying to prove a point to someone. Maybe not do what you're trying to stop them from doing. Yeah. Especially if it's something that has nicotine that is addictive or has something that's going to be addictive. Yeah, and you never know how addictive something's going to be for you specifically either. Yeah. There's, you know, there's this idea that all drugs are so addictive and you mm-hmm. do it once and that's it. And, you know, I think once you get to a certain age, you start to realise – You've seen a lot of people that can actually do a lot of drugs once or twice and dabble and it's fine because they're not the stories that you hear. (laughs) People aren't owning up to that. But for some people, you hear that so often, it was just once and that was it because for some people it is so addictive and that's the story that you hear. So don't assume that you're going to have the same, you know. you don't Prove a point differently. How about loving support? Yeah. Like, I know it's really hard. I understand that. How can I help you? I remember hearing Not let me prove a point. And even if you had successfully proved a point, how is that going to help her quit anyway? (laughs) I remember hearing a story. I can't remember whether I read it online or I had a friend who told me. So so please excuse me for for that (laughs) ignorance. But someone had a mate who they were trying to stop from smoking. Oh, it was a girlfriend. 
and they were trying to stop them from smoking. So they used to go and take one cigarette out of their packet, dip it in chili powder, and then put it back into the packet. So when they'd pick it up, their mouth would basically, and it was that lesson, and literally traumatize the poor person out of smoking. I Don't definitely that. heard that like, story. I'm not sure if it's because one. we have some of the same friends yeah. or if that was an online one, because <laughs> I feel like it was a personal story as well. It's like, or maybe we just... That's what people in Australia do to stop people from smoking. <laughs> it was on the in the newspaper it, once, yeah. and that's dip it. In it. Chili powder. Don't dip it in chili powder. Like I had a friend that hated that. You know, the, the group back then we all smoked. It was bad, and he hated it. And he used to just run past people and just yank the cigarettes right out of their mouth and be like, "Nope, not for no, you today." No. Um, and although that was not effective in getting people to quit. They usually didn't light up another one immediately. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, well, that cigarette's We're waiting done. for this guy. Like, let him go home and then <laughs> make up for it. Um, okay, this next person, which is a Havet, says, I let a friend tase me in the butt for a 1,000 pesos. That's about 30 US cents. Ah. <laughs> that is a good decision. That is some um, jackass stuff right there. <laughs> sure. I let a black widow spider bite me to prove that they were venomous, but not deadly. I also won a $150 bet. Far out. That reminds me, there's a TV show called Kings of Pain. And it, yep. there's, there's this Aussie guy and there's this American guy. And they literally go out to get bitten by venomous and dangerous creatures to record these different like level of intensity level of damage and level of um there's one other thing maybe toxicity i could be wrong on the toxicity but there was there's three things they measure because it's based upon some scientists i feel like i've seen this on youtube yeah um and it's like it's it's on foxtel which for those it's kind of like our cable like yeah that's kind of the best Closest way thing to, we've got to cable. yeah yeah, yeah. um it's a really expensive way to get yeah um, and i think TV, it's national basically. yeah pretty much <laughs> it's national geographic that has it but oh yes so uh, disney now has yeah that. so yeah. season two i believe they're filming at the moment so there is a season two it's been like a couple of years since the last season mm. But, it, yeah, that sounds like these guys just wanted to, to thought they'd join in Someone on the Someone had seen yeah. that and, yeah. They're like, yeah, Black Widow, let's That's go That's going to be the, before the days of Google shutting down every bar fight ever, though, because yeah. that's got to be like, no, no, it is, it's not deadly. You, now we just Google it. But, yeah. you know, we used to argue about it for hours. It's yeah. great. And then <laughs> let's go find a Black Widow spider and yeah. find out ourselves. Um, this spider we prepared earlier. You know. <laughs> yeah, who has those just <laughs> hanging about? Uh, Brother Mauzone says, in grade school, maybe age 11 or 12, I had these cheap jeans. I figured out that I could flex my belly and pop the button open. I found this really funny and guy friends in my class got a pretty good laugh too. One of them turns to a girl. Hey girl, check out what OP can do. I flex my belly and let out a huge fart while the bottom bottom popped open. She turned away, my buddy laughed, and I never did this trick ever again. (laughs) What a hard lesson to learn at 11 or 12. (laughs) You never get past that. (laughs) He's going to have a nickname that refers to that moment through to the end of his university experience. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's now well and truly a core memory that will never go away. Like he's going to be traumatised when he's 60 from that moment. Yeah, definitely. As a kid, I told my friends I could hold my breath for a long time, long enough to pass out, in fact. And that's exactly what I proceeded to do. (laughs) That's another one. Like... I remember as a little kid having a tantrum and being like, I'm going to hold my breath until I die. (laughs) So you did that one. I chose the you're breaking my heart manipulation. (laughs) I went, but you're breaking my heart. (laughs) You don't love me. And my mum was just like, go to your room. Like she wasn't. She's like, I'm not Where are you in the children lineup? I'm the eldest. Yeah, see, I'm the youngest. I had to be a lot more dramatic to get any attention whatsoever. You're breaking my heart meant nothing. Like child number three. None whatsoever. But yes, I think holding holding breath is one that I think it's a bit overused to be honest. I think if kids if you know, now, I say I, I'm impressed. I don't know many kids that can actually that are stubborn enough to override their body's response yeah, to be to like take a breath to actually pass, pass out. out. So I'm appalled, but that's slightly a, impressed. That's a new level of stubbornness. I know. Right there. I thought I was stubborn, but apparently not. That, that's that's peak stubborn. Uh, Demi Dork says, I told my sixth grade friends that I could jump off a two-story roof and not get hurt. Guess who only got a scraped knee that day? Not me. I broke my leg. Yeah, I was going to say. Your friend? Maybe? A two-story rooftop. Yeah, like, look, if you're thinking of jumping off a story, watch Ridiculousness. Like, that will show you all the things that could possibly go wrong. Do some research and then maybe not do it. Yeah, uh, that show's insane. Yeah. I can't get all the way through it. My husband loves it. And the the repeated stupidity of people, I get so annoyed at the TV. (laughs) I love it. I'm just like, why? Why would they do that? There's so many shows that I quite enjoy and then I can't watch anymore because the – like um, The Office. Everybody loves it. Cult classic, whatever. I just – Michael does the same stupid (laughs) thing over and I just get annoyed. I'm like, what – but that's part and of And everyone around you is like, no, no, grow as a person. See, I'd be, Learn more, from it. I'd be more like Jim. Jim did not, Jim kept doing the pranks right through all the seasons and yeah. continued to look at the camera. Like that, if any character did not really grow, it was Jim. And oh, don't tell yeah. me he married Pam. Look what he did with her towards the end of it. Like, come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, people think that they're like this amazing relationship and I think I've seen everyone think that it was an amazing relationship into their 30s be like mm, That's I'm wrong there's some red flags here <laughs> yeah there's some, there's some red, flags. red flags all right we've got one last one and I haven't actually read this one so let's see how it goes mixed with Monet a buddy bet I couldn't finish the spiciest chicken sandwich at this joint known for insanely spicy chicken in under 30 minutes I knew I fucked up when they gave me gloves to eat the sandwich so the sauce couldn't touch my skin and made me sign a waiver. I, know I won exactly the bet, the restaurant. but I really lost in the end. 
Yeah. I actually produced a festival um, about a year and a half ago that was Chili Fest. And part of that was we had these chili competitions. Um, The first one was very straightforward, just eating hotter and hotter and hotter chilies. It was insane. I have to find that footage one day. Absolutely crazy. But the next day we have, um, you know, hot ones? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, their sauce that's second to the end it's by dingoes which is here in Fremantle. it's called psycho and he jumped on board with us for the second one which is a wing eating competition yeah and he brought down these trays of wings and to just handle the trays we were wearing three sets of gloves Mm. i couldn't get near them without starting to cough they were so hot so when you're at the point where you're actually wearing gloves these people that are competing in the competition are eating them while wearing gloves but getting the sauce all over their lips and everything and because he's a special kind of nasty his isn't eat as many hot wings as you can in so much time it's eat one then you have to wait a full minute oh then eat another one then wait a full minute then eat another one so that it just builds and builds and builds and it was spectacular to watch it's like watching like a car accident you just you literally it's disgusting there's people throwing up on the stage and everything it's disgusting and i'm just there like oh Oh my god you you would literally have to have stomach lined with rubber we have EMTs there. Yeah. Because people just... That would burn holes in stomach, yeah. stomach lining, like your backside, like on the yeah. way out. Like, oh my God. Yep. I don't know why people put themselves through that. I know. If anyone's wondering where that is, in case you want to do that to yourself, it's at Howling Rays in LA or come here to Perth and just mm. go to Dingo's because he will happily serve you up some psycho hot sauce. Yes. Um, just he'll make you sign a waiver, but he will happily serve it up and we will all enjoy watching. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, at least he, he, he had an experience. See, and I think for me, I can barely – look, I'm the most bootleg Anglo-Indian person ever because I can't handle hot at all like I can't even do hot and spicy from KFC like if there's the slightest bit of pepper in it that's got that kick to it yeah a little bit of cayenne in your dung yeah struggle so yeah like just being in the ozone around that area would be too much for me (laughs) yeah I'm one of those people that's like okay I don't want the mild like I go out for Mexican I don't want the mild I want the medium and as much sour cream as you can give me without getting fired. Yeah. Because I, I enjoy the taste of chili, <laughs> but oh my God, it messes me up. I always, I make the mistake every time I go out for Mexican, I get a frozen margarita, I get something slightly too spicy, I end up having way too much frozen margarita to account for the spicy, and I will just never learn my lesson yeah. because it never works out well, but it's so fun to do every time. Mm. <laughs> All right, that is everything that we have for today. If you have a story that you would like to submit, you can do so via the link in the show notes. That can be your own story, or you can send us some links from around the internet. Otherwise, you can find us on TikTok at, at LucyLoves underscore or on Insta at The Judgment Edit. We will see you next week. Bye.